if you can, if you if you don't have like work that's like requiring every um, single minute of your time, then uh, I would say like give yourself a break. Um, don't feel that you also have to learn to knit and um, and and get something like super meaningful out of out of this time. You are listening to It's Complicated, and I'm Reese Cox. If you're like me, you've probably read a novel's worth of COVID-19-related articles by now, so I understand if you're tired of hearing about it. I know I am too, but we all have to face the rather unfortunate truth, that being despite our being over it, this thing is not going away anytime soon. I'll spare you the statistics, and believe me, I sincerely love statistics, but if you want that kind of information, you can turn to just about any news outlet or variety of news outlets and find all the statistics that you like. Instead, what we're going to be doing today here on the podcast is I'm going to sit down with co-founder of It's Complicated and Berlin-based psychologist Johanna Schwensen, where we'll be discussing what this whole thing means from the perspective of and for a therapist. For example, how will this whole thing change the way that therapy operates? And now has it already changed? What kind of psychological impacts might this have on us all as individuals in our relationships and our families? And what can we do to find a new rhythm? We also have a very important announcement to make. While for many of us out there, therapy has become essential in order to deal with this existential and isolated period that we're in. The simple fact is seeing a person face to face is a risk so with that in mind, we're really, really excited to share that we'll soon be launching video session capabilities. That means that you can schedule an appointment and see your therapist all within the It's Complicated platform. It's still in the beta testing phase right now, but in a matter of days or just a couple weeks, this thing will be up and running. We're going to discuss more details in the interview. And while we're at it, I'd like to tell you just a little bit about It's Complicated. We are a web directory dedicated to making it extremely simple to find the right therapist. It's Complicated offers a safe space to connect with a practitioner regardless of what kind of therapy you are searching for. Visit us online at complicated.life. And if you like the content you get here on the podcast, you can find more interesting, insightful information at our blog at blog.complicated.life. Let's go to the interview. Any sort of work, but online, um, which is will be quite likely very soon. But, you know, therapy happens in in-person sessions for the most part for a reason, of course. Um, do you think that there will be any particular challenges for therapists who haven't worked online before and for their clients as well to, to making the switch? Yeah, there are several uh, challenges that, that I can think of from the top of my head. I mean, just, you know, definitely just the fact that there are so many um, technological issues that can arise. Um and then there are also, I mean, the more nebulous uh, issues, uh, the fact that uh, when a therapist is making his or her assessment um, and treatment plan, there's like also, there's also a lot of significance in the visual cues that might be lost in, a, in an online session. Um, so just like body language and like overall demeanor of 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 a person, 
Then there are some therapists, and, and I think I've had the same experience, who say that they can actually reach a deeper level of listening. So even though it is a disadvantage, and it could also be that the audio side of it is somehow enhanced. There's another aspect of it as well, especially which is specific to quarantine. I think if you were in any other time and you were sick, for example, and did an online session, but you have roommates or a partner and you live in a small Berlin apartment, you can ask, hey, when are you going to be at work? I'm going to do this. But there's not, everyone's at home now. Um, and not only are you in a closed room, but you're also far, far away from anyone you might know. I see this both as a, an, an advantage, but also a, a disadvantage. Because if you're living in a small apartment and you don't want your flatmates to hear the private information that you're sharing with your, with your counselor, that's of course an issue. At the same time, people do describe the, the, the benefit of online therapy being that you don't risk running into someone that you know in the waiting room. And then there's also the fact that some people, they do feel like they can suddenly speak about things that felt too vulnerable and almost like too intimate because maybe they are more comfortable and more open to exploring these topics while like in the containment and security and safety of their own room. So it could also be turned around. So it sounds like while some things are unfortunately lost in, in the translation, it sounds like things are actually gained as well. I mean, the ability to listen more closely and yeah. being able to discuss something private in the comfort of, say, your bedroom or your kitchen. Sometimes changing it up can bring new things to the surface. Definitely. Another thing that I want to discuss is the news cycle is very heavy at the moment, and there's not really much to do except read the news. I mean, being so, being that we're all sort of stuck in our homes in the moment, is there any sort of advice from a therapist's perspective uh, that you have about dealing dealing with this particular dilemma and how to manage ourselves in the sort of information fatigue that we're all probably experiencing a little bit right now? So one that seems counterintuitive and and like almost too basic is like creating a designated worry period. It's like a behavioral type of exercise that can be very useful when there is such an endless stream of news articles being published about the coronavirus. Um, so yeah, it's basically just setting a time, like maybe even putting it into your calendar that you're only allowed to sit down and read the news at this time. And then whenever you're catching yourself worrying or catching yourself like checking your phone and clicking a link, then by having this designated worry period maybe happening in, in, in two hours, it's easier to, to remember or to remind yourself, hey, you know, this is not the time. I can, I can read that article. I can worry about that. Like I can give myself permission to, to, to spiral um, at, at 2 p.m. And also, yeah, giving yourself permission sometimes to just like, feel the fear and feel the anxiety of, of this crazy time can, can also be quite helpful. Maybe I should say, by the way, this is a blog that I'm updating almost daily. And it's, uh, you, you just type in blog.complicated.life. Yeah. And this is the, um, 
a therapist's eyes on the coronavirus. But three is a technique called diffusion, which is a part of um, like the therapy approach called ACT, acceptance and commitment therapy. And, um, and diffusion is like the most simple diffusion technique is saying, I'm having the thought that and then whichever thought you're having, because usually we are completely fused with our thoughts. So we're just like thinking, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, not realizing that it's a thought. But there are other diffusion techniques that are much funnier. You can sing your, your thoughts out loud, or you can say it with a Darth Vader voice or if you're good at like impersonating <laughs> Trump or you know but mm. because these are all techniques to 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 make ourselves realize that what's going through our mind and what's what we're getting so riled up about it's thoughts mm-hmm. it's not that we are actually dying or like we are not our thoughts that's probably the simplest way of saying it mm. I just had a, I just imagine uh, Bernie Sanders talking about lockdown solidarity. <laughs> so now you know what, yeah, who to impersonate when you need to get some distance. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna just gonna think about Bernie whenever I need to take a step back. But let's talk about social distancing because the, maybe the first time ever on an international scope that everyone has been is being asked to stay home to stay put. I don't, I don't think that's ever happened before. Um, but from a simple, well, maybe not so simple, but from the perspective of a therapist, uh, what, are the, what are the implications of this? I mean, what can people expect on an individual level and in terms of relationships and so forth when they start to take this, these measures or, or maybe already in a week into these measures? This is such an interesting question. The first thing that comes to mind is there are all of these articles pondering whether this will be uh, like a like turn into a baby boom, like whether it will be a surge of pregnancies or divorces or or both, probably both is my theory. Yeah, so two aspects come to mind and or two consequences. One is slowing down and staying home could be a silver lining for some people, like it could lead to some realizations and um and and maybe even some new actions that are more in congruence with their values like if people if people they if they end up spending their um their 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 time at home also like pondering questions about meaning and what they really want to do with with uh, with the rest of their lives then then something good could also come out of this on an individual level. And then on a like more like general, like bleak level, I'm also just like wondering about the collective psyche. And I don't like I don't have any theories, but mm-hmm. it 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 really does freak me out to to think what this will what social isolation will will do to the way that we relate to each other. Usually I'm like, I'm such an optimist, but, but being a very touchy person and thinking about the implications that this might have, like for, for, for maybe like forever, uh, maybe just like months to come, like if we'll be touching each other less and just like, 
you know, like be more like if, if we collectively will become more OCD around around touch. That's not that's not an answer to your question, but it's just something that I'm like, I'm kind of scared about, like if we'll start touching each other less. And 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 the only thing that can really like um, almost make me cry just thinking about um yeah, it's it's thinking about the people who are currently isolated with violent people or or with no people at all. Um, then you definitely have to be aware of uh, of of connecting in other ways, and probably like turn turn your your video sessions with loved ones, with friends, with family like up a notch. Then there's also like I also because this is so relevant to me I am also just um, following how people are responding to being stuck at home with their with their kids. Yeah, there are both like positives and plenty of negatives. Uh, many many people are realizing that the patriarchal structures they're 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 really just like coming to the foreground in these times, of of uh, like uh, of self isolation because um, if you have two parents both working from home and uh, and a kid or two mm. kids or three kids, um, then uh, it's all of a sudden becoming very apparent who's taking the 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 larger load, and maybe it was less apparent before when the when the when the father and the mother, um, they, they, when they weren't as much together. Um, but I guess just like the fact that you're confined in, in your apartment makes this so much more apparent. Um, and the positives, the positives is like, I think a lot of people are getting to know their kids on a whole nother level. Now is a great time for, for board games with the family. Yes, I I played five I think today. <laughs> today, it's okay, like, wow. It's it's and it's twelve twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. In terms of like kind of sage therapist things to say or psychological related things to say that we can include on the show, do you have any any other thoughts that you'd like to include while we're still here on record? Mm, my main piece of advice and I haven't even put this in any of my blog posts would be to like if if you can if you if you don't have like work that's like require requiring every um single minute of your of your of, of your time then uh, I would say like give yourself a break um don't feel that you also have to learn to knit and um and and get something like super meaningful out of out of this time, um, but of course, yeah, of course, like anything, anything that can structure your day in a meaningful way, um, that's also super important. Um, so I guess I'm kind of I don't know if I'm contradicting myself. Then I mean it's just like. I guess it's like limiting the amount of FOMO you experience by not like, yeah, feeling bad about the fact that you're not taking on five different artsy projects, but at the same time, recognizing the value of of a daily structure and and recognizing the value of feeling somehow 
a bit useful. To give you an example, like I've been, I've been writing, like that's like the only surefire way that, that I feel like I'm putting myself to, to use and it's like meditative for me also. Um, and, uh, and it might be that for you, it's like making soups or, um, yeah, just like reading a book or, or watching some Netflix. Mm. Maybe <laughs> like we can, maybe feeling, we can say, feeling, uh... I was about to say feeling useful by watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, who knows what useful even means? Yeah, um, exactly. So maybe maybe it's a good thing to say. Um, try to keep a good schedule. Don't just start sleeping in all the day, all the time, all of a sudden. But also take a break. Yeah, yeah. I I I realize like there's a word that hasn't even come up while um, while while we've been speaking. Um, even though it's a word that I'm using like f at least five times a day. Um, it's such a capitalist word. Uh, what I'm thinking of is pivot, like pivoting, um, uh, yes. you know, like so many, so many people like are forced to pivot. Mm -hmm. Um, and like th therapists are definitely, uh, amongst those because I guess like pivoting is taking your, your practice online and, uh, like it's like pivoting in, in, uh, yeah, in terms of surviving. It's the only way a lot of small businesses will be able to survive is by saying, okay, so our shop, like our brick and mortar shop has had to close down, but we will deliver bagels like all over Neukölln or natural wines or whatever, whatever business it is you run. And I guess that's not like a piece of advice to just like find out a way that you can pivot, but, um, but it is, yeah, it, it is something that, um, that, that I'm seeing a lot of. Mm -hmm. It's, um, on one hand, it will be a necessity, but on, the, but on the other hand, it will really not be an option for, for millions, potentially even billions of people. Um, exactly. so it's a bit, you know, maybe a bit of a sensitive thing to say because it's, uh, it's not necessarily going to be so easy or an option, no. but, but, um, of course at the same time, um, times like the, these do require, uh, new, new efforts and new, new perspectives and new risks to be taken. So yeah, all we can say now is things will be different basically. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of pivoting, what we have not discussed is the ability to do online sessions for those who have therapists who have come through. It's complicated. Uh, there's very new, uh, beta, beta phase, um, video session, um, mm -hmm. capability. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's why I've been uh, like thinking in in terms of like pivoting so much is because um, I guess it was a week ago. Yeah, like a week ago, exactly that um, that we realized um, like this this project, this platform, it's complicated. There's always like you know, improvement tickets, like what, what, what's coming up next, which new feature will be, will be implemented and, uh, and, uh, online sessions or like the, the video, um, software, it was not very high on our list of priorities and we had to 
yeah, completely reprioritize and be like, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's get on that. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so now, so, so now it's possible and we have, um, we have five therapists testing it this week. And so probably within a week or two, it will be a feature that all, that all therapists on it's complicated can use so that they can simply, um, call their clients through a, a secure piece of software um, and do video sessions with their with their clients. You just listened to a conversation between Johannes Vinson, Berlin-based psychologist and co-founder of It's Complicated, and myself reflecting on our current state here in the era of COVID-19. And you know what? That bit at the end there? That's right. Your ears did not deceive you. We are, in fact, launching video capabilities for doing online sessions with your therapist right in the It's Complicated platform. Not only can you now book a session, but you can also actually have your session from the safety of your home in quarantine. Before I go, I'd like to remind you that It's Complicated is a web directory dedicated to making it extremely simple to find the right therapist. No matter what kind of therapy you're looking for, It's Complicated offers a safe space to connect with a practitioner. Visit us online at complicated.life. And if you like the content you hear in the podcast or you want to find more episodes, please visit us at blog.complicated.life. I know you've all probably gotten the message by now, but please remember to wash your hands, stay home, and practice social distancing. Until next time, I'm Reese Cox, and this is It's Complicated. See you on the other side.